And that last slide was actually our prayer card, and we'll have those with us. Perhaps we'll stand toward the back after the service, and if you'd like to have one of those, we'd love to give you one. And uh, on there, it actually has the web site, web page, that you can go to if you would like to. If uh, you would be interested in this, if you go to that one area on subscribe, you can put your email in, and you would then receive our updates uh, as we're able to go to these different countries. Um, often when you come to speak somewhere, you kind of come planning what you have to say. And uh, Pastor Greg asked me to kind of give a little bit of a journey how we got to this point. So you gave me a great job yesterday. I think we spent most of the day uh, working through this, and it was really enjoyable to us. And I hope it'll be an encouragement to you. And then we'll end this journey uh, with a challenge uh, from Psalm 67, which I believe is also challenging all of us to go to the nations. And you've got a nation right here that I can't minister to because I don't know them. I don't know their culture. I don't know their environment. But we'll save a little of that till later. So I'd like to go through this now, um, the words fairly spoken, how the Lord direct us to this endeavor. Please, I want to make sure that this is not about John and Susie. This is about our God. And the places he's taken us, the way we've gone about things. Um, I, I, even yesterday, <laughs> I marveled at all the different things that we've done. And uh, this is all to God's glory. So I love that song, to him, to, to God be the glory. So how the Lord direct us to this endeavor? Because as I said kind of briefly, we, we graduated from high school in 77, got married in 1981. Uh, we served in Pennsylvania for 10 years, Indiana for three, and now we all have been at Hampton Park for 30. So you add that up, you're right, I'm no fresh face, right? <laughs> um, but how the Lord got us here. So as you know, I grew up in Taiwan, uh, as you saw in that acrylic really quick, you know, taking a drink out of a fire hydrant, uh, sharing our ministry. And so we were in Taiwan as a, a little boy. And then the Lord allowed us as a family to go back there. And counseling has been one of my passions. And counseling training and a parenting seminar in 2002. Then from there, we as a family went to Croatia, Austria, Austria keeping up here, Germany. And then we ended in Switzerland. Uh, with a spiritual life emphasis. They just happened to have a ski retreat that they needed a speaker at. Uh, the fellow had actually spoken to us, Bill Davis was the missionary, had asked us for about nine years in a row to come, and so the Lord allowed us to do that. Um, when you fly internationally or even uh, nationally, you're allowed to take one bag and check it. Well, if you have skis, a boot bag and a ski bag counts as one bag. So you multiply six people times two bags, plus you can carry on two bags. That was six people, 24 bags. And the Lord allowed us to take all six people and 24 bags over, and all six people and 24 bags returned. Uh, but it was really a blessing to be there. Of course, I could not speak their German or their Swiss or their French. It's interesting in that uh, European area. Uh, only in America can you only speak one language. You know? And so those folks were communicating, had a translator uh, helping me there. Then in 2009, um, I was asked to go kind of be a mediator in a mission at Haiti. We have a veteran missionary that was there and having some conflicts with the people that were there. And unfortunately, uh, it didn't totally resolve, but went over there. And 2009 was when our daughter Candace got married. And so I was there the week uh, before her wedding, or actually before graduation from college, came back on a Friday. Saturday was her graduation, and Tuesday was her wedding. 
And so it was quite an uh, interesting time in our life. But the Lord's very faithful, and it was a blessing to be able to go there and help this veteran missionary. Then in 2010, uh, went to Honduras on a kind of, we had a family, actually men and uh, fathers and sons went on this kind of a building trip, construction trip, you could call it. And uh, we went to build the foundation. And so, you know, that's pretty nice because they covered up whatever it was that you did. But uh, after one evening, uh, one evening uh, when you build overseas, you use concrete mixers, and those are done by hand, and you're dumping the sand in, and you're dumping in the mix and the set zones. And uh, uh, we saw the uh, thermometer go black and went up to 121 degrees above that. It just kind of went black. Well, that evening, my son, we were sitting at the dinner table, and before we were done, he suddenly had begun to have a very high fever and began to have an upset stomach, and we realized it must have been heat stroke. So through that night, he was very sick. I was uh, doing compresses and putting them on his forehead and cold water, and, and quickly it would just get hot again. And I was sure I'd just taken my son to Honduras to die. It was just so, um, what am I doing here? And, uh, and yet I realized, no, that's what God had for us. And praise the Lord, Cody uh, revived and survived and still came and, and helped us finish uh, the, the project. But it just reminded me that our lives are in his hands, and what a blessing to serve our great, our great God. Then um, we were asked to go and do some counseling training. I've been part of an organization called the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. And to those of you who aren't so fresh-faced, it used to be called NAIC, National Association of Neophytic Counselors. They changed the name just to kind of bring a little more clarity to that. Um, at the same time, uh, by being trained in that way, uh, it's such a blessing to see many, many countries wanting to open up their countries, uh, their pastors, to counseling training. And uh, that's, that was a blessing to be able to go there and teach them. In 2009, I mentioned I was in Haiti. Our daughter Candace had a roommate named Asha. She was from India. Her dad was the president of the seminary in, in uh, Kerala, India. And uh, when he came over for her graduation, which was in about 2012, he asked me, we had him over for dinner, he asked me, what do you do? And I explained the different uh, responsibilities I had there in the church. And when I used the word, or mentioned the word counseling, he right away says, we need counseling in India. Like, I'm going to go and teach everybody in India how to counsel. But he asked me to come to his seminary and not just come to the seminary to teach the students, but he wanted me to teach the faculty, which I thought was really insightful. And then they could, in turn, continue that teaching ministry. So it was a blessing to be with those students there. India is an interesting place. 1,200 language groups. So they don't name one of them king. They name English king. And so everyone speaks English. So you can imagine this guy from this tribe, his third language is English, and this guy's fourth language is English, and those two are speaking English together because they can't speak each other's tribal languages. So it's a very interesting place to be, but what a blessing that they wanted to hear uh, and learn about counseling. And then uh, along with that same organization, and I think this will lead into what we'll be doing, an organization under ACBC is called OIC, Overseas Instruction and Counseling. And in that you go into the country and you take the counseling training. They've pretty well standardized it, of course. And then you're training them, and they typically have a translator for you. And so then those pastors and those church leaders will take that counseling training and go back to their uh, location and teach. In fact, in, in, in Lebanon is where we were. Uh, there were six different countries that we represented there, you know, Syria and Israel and the various countries around there. It was really interesting to teach. Uh, there... Uh, when we were in Kerala, I met a young man, his name is Suwan, and uh, he was a seminary student at the time 
Well, within the next year, he had moved to a, a seminary, a Faith Baptist Bible College and Seminary in Mumbai, India. So he contacted me and asked me if I would come over and kind of teach the same thing that I had taught there in Kerala, there in Mumbai. Well, about the same time, I had a gentleman from Pakistan who reached out and asked me if I would be his Facebook friend and then reached out and asked if I would come to Pakistan as well. So uh, growing up in Taiwan, I wasn't really great at world geography. So I was like, well, where's Pakistan? Where's India? You know, so I'm looking online. Oh, those look pretty close. I can probably go from one to the other. No problem. Well, if you know the, the, the wars and the rumors of wars that are over there, you realize that you don't go from Pakistan into India. Well, my flight got me into Pakistan. Then I had to go back to Qatar. Then I had to go back into India. Well, anyway, in Pakistan, had the privilege of ministering there, arrived at 2 in the morning, preached three services on Sunday, drove 10 and a half hours through the night to, a, to the desert churches. They actually hang up blankets, and they have church. And had four different services on Monday, and then got back on the bus, drove 10 and a half hours back to uh, Lahore, Pakistan, and then had a few seminars that evening, and then uh, we went on to, uh, I went on to India. That was one of the trips Susie uh, probably wisely chose not to go on with me. And then we um, flew then to India, taught counseling there to those people. And again, I just, I just marvel at the, God's word in our English language is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. But so is it in Hindi, and so is it in every one of the other languages that's there. And these people want to minister. They don't want to just take in. They want to take in so that they can help others. So I had the privilege of teaching there. Um, and then uh, we have some uh, church members that were in uh, Turkey and then South Africa. And uh, we were, I was planning this trip to South Africa. As I said, I, my geography I learn as I do mission trips. And uh, as I'm in South Africa, we were going to go visit. And as I'm on the, on the phone with the gentleman, uh, on the airlines, and he says, oh, well, you're going to lay over in Istanbul. And Susie wisely goes, there's a missionary family that's in Istanbul. So we asked if we could stay a few days. So shepherding often looks like you're preaching, right? Well, and then there's other times when shepherding is cleaning off driveways or painting their apartment. And uh, in that case, they had an apartment that they were living in. They allowed them to do whatever they wanted to the apartment until they moved out. And then they had to return it to what it looked like before. So our job was those three days we were there on layover, we helped them uh, with that. And then uh, from there, we went to South Africa and did both a marriage and a men's retreat. Uh, the men's retreat was in a place called George. And uh, that is actually going to be one of our station supplies. I mentioned we're going to be going over there on a station supply in South Africa. That means we become Brett Stowe. And Brett Stowe comes back to the States for six weeks. And I'll live in his home, teach in his Bible Institute, and preach in his, in his church. And of course, there, the English is uh, the language that they would use. And then we went up in the northern part called Durban and did a marriage seminar there. And oh, it just it did, it broke my heart. I'm preaching and teaching. There's over 150 people in this, uh, like a canopy. And then they asked at the end, would you, anyone wants a testimony, please come on up here. And a, a, a not so fresh face came up. And you could tell he was a church leader. And he came up and he goes, oh, brother. I wish I would have known this a long time ago. I would have been a better husband. Well, I'm not saying this negative to him. I'm just saying culture often trumps the Bible, doesn't it? And in that culture, the wife walks behind him three steps. The wife eats in a different room. The wife, all these different things. And of course, we see in God's word, it says to honor your wife, to understand your wife, and to treat her as an equal. And as we were going through that, you could just see the culture like, 
that sounds good for America, but that's not really, and it's like, no, no, that's the Bible. And uh, so I'm just thankful we get to use God's word to preach uh, to the nations. And then from there, we actually, not from there, we went back to Greenville, and then we went to Norway uh, to encourage some missionaries there, and uh, uh, we do okay on regular skis, but on, on cross-country skis, we're not so great. And I don't know if you've ever tried either one, but uh, we got, had the privilege to be in with them, and so we appreciated that time. And then uh, went down to Argentina uh, to help with two different families there, kind of doing some preaching and teaching and encouraging as well. And then to Italy, uh, did a marriage and a parenting and a fit for the master seminar. That's one of the books I wrote. It has to do with both being spiritually fit and uh, spiritually fit. And it was interesting. I was presenting the seminar as a group of, quite a group of men. And uh, I had brought some books along to give out. And they said, I don't read English, so I don't want the books. And a gentleman pulled out his phone. And you probably heard of the word Google Translate. And he pulls out his phone, Google Translate, hits English to Italian, puts it over the page, and all of a sudden, my book is in Italian. So then all the men were like, I'll take one, I'll take one, I'll take one. Uh, so it's interesting. Of course, Google Translate's not the exact complete, I'm sure, uh, but it was really cool that that worked out. So the Lord used that there. Um, and then we had the privilege of going into Australia and New Zealand, and both of those places had places for marriage seminars and parenting seminars. And uh, as I said in the little video, Little did I know when I wrote those books that that's how the Lord was going to take us to these different places. And it's been a privilege to serve in that capacity. And then also in New Zealand, the same type of a situation there. In fact, while we were in New Zealand, uh, we were driving um, from one site to another, and all of a sudden they started talking about snow and then rain. And uh, we were traveling, and we had to get to where we were getting, a place called Christ Church there in New Zealand. And uh, uh, several places, the bridges were washed over, and we thought, sure, we were going to be stopped. You know, we couldn't get to where we needed to go. Uh, but the Lord helped us to get into the city almost just before the roads closed, because some of the people that were coming to the seminar weren't able to make it. But anyway, nonetheless, again, English-speaking in Australia, English-speaking in New Zealand, but um, culture is still, unfortunately, king some places. And when you share some of these things that God's Word says, it's sometimes hard for them to... First Peter 3, I didn't ever think it. Is that in my Bible? And it is. And uh, I'm thankful for the privilege that we have to be there. And then we were in Ukraine in 2017. This was the class I was teaching there. But they actually have a, a full seminary there in uh, Kiev. And uh, we were teaching the counseling side of that. And then Suriname, one of our missionaries there, uh, asked if I could come over. And it was a neat opportunity to be there. Suriname is a very small country there in South America. At one time, I think it was called the French, there are three, three different Guyanas, and I think it was the French Guyana. But they, um, they have two, basically one town and then one village. And then, I'm sorry, one town and then one city. And the, yeah, one city and then one town. The, the city's where you fly into, and then you drive down two hours to the town, and then you get on a little boat. I mean, I'm saying little boat. And you, they, you, they have a little motor in the back, and they take us upriver two hours, and then you go into her little village. And uh, we got to preach on several different places uh, there. It was really special. Um, during uh, some of the years we've been at Hampton Park, we've had students who came from China for a, like an exchange program. We don't exchange ours there, but they come our way, live in Greenville for a month, and we offer housing. And uh, a lot of the students in the school offer that, and we did as well. Um, one year, we had two young men live with us. And the next year, we were gone on a mission trip. And then the next year, we had the lady you see in this picture. 
her name was Rella, taken from Cinderella, and uh, she was living with us for the whole month. So you can't live with someone for a month without getting to know them. Uh, she and Susie really partnered really well together. And Susie had, and both of us, but Susie primarily had a really good chance to witness to this lady. And she left with, we really want you to come visit us whenever you can. So in this same year, we were going to be going to Nepal. That's at least on the other side of the world. I knew that. So the Lord allowed us to go into China, visit with them, and then uh, continue our win uh, witness and ministry with her. And then from there, we went on to Nepal. And here in Nepal, we had two opportunities. One was more for a group of pastors to teach them, and then uh, the marriage seminar. And uh, uh, this picture, one, it might be humorous, but that shirt, at parts of it, is a lot darker than the other because I'm just extremely hot and sweaty. Um, the, the, the little room, of course, was not air-conditioned, and so for special events, they would go and they would get um, like a, a fan, and they would get a sound system. Well, Susie wasn't quite sure how to pray because the fan kept me cool, but the sound system blasted her out when they sang. And so when the sound went, I'm sorry, when the electricity went out, the fan went off, but the sound went off too. So uh, we just left that in the Lord's hands. But that was special to be with these folks. And then in 2018, my brother Mark went to England. He is a missionary in Taiwan presently. And uh, he is, uh, knows many, many, many uh, missionaries themselves and many, many mission stations. And so the church in Singapore that he knows uh, had a, a kind of a sister church in London, England. And so he went to London for three months to minister there. And he asked if I'd come over and do a parenting seminar while he was there. And then we had another missionary in uh, Israel. We had a chance to go visit with him. And uh, while we were there, uh, had a chance to climb Masada there and uh, ride a camel, as you see. But probably one of the most interesting dynamics is, of course, here in America, we uh, would, would worship on Sundays. And that would be a Jew's Sabbath or Shabbat. And well, I had gone to the church that we were going to minister to, and I was en route back to where we were going to eat lunch with someone. And uh, uh, next thing I know, I'm seeing all these cars parked up and down the road, blockades and things like that. And I thought, well, the GPS is not taking me the right way. And so finally, I was like, well, you know, how a crow flies just to find, I, I think we live over there. Next thing I know, I'm driving down this road that has cars on both sides. And the next thing I know, I see folks walking out after me in white garb and uh, very angry, and they were menacingly saying, Shabbat, Shabbat. And I had been breaking their Sabbath because I was driving further than I should, I guess. It was so vehement that we, Susie actually could just feel that. It was interesting, that night she had to dream, a dream and could feel what Christ felt walking down the road to Golgotha and hearing, crucify him, crucify him. And it was just a really interesting dynamic. I, 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 I'm, I'm glad we got out of that unscathed, but also glad we had that sense. Uh, from uh, another opportunity in India, the same fe fellow that I met in Kerala who moved to Mumbai, then now he was in, in Imphal, and uh, they have another uh, seminary that they're going to be starting. And Lord willing, we'll be able to be there in January to help them with that. And then we were in Chuk. There's a picture of Chuk. And uh, that was the location one of our missionaries was in. So that was when we went into Philippines, flew to India, then flew to Chuk, and then back to uh, the Philippines for a marriage seminar in their, in their actual seminary. And then we had the privilege of going into Wales and Scotland uh, to help there. 
And of course, I had always wanted a kilt, mentioned this to this one lady, and she found this in a, I guess, a consignment shop. And the first, the lady asked her if you'd like, you want to buy this kilt? And she says, oh, I'll have to check with him. And she says, if you don't get it, someone's going to, because these things are like $550 brand new. And she's like, I think I'll take it. So fortunately, she gave it to me, and I was playing around with a Greenville Track Club shirt. You know, I had to look like I was running in my kilt. So I wore that. Um, and then uh, this was, we all know what 2020 was like. And we were actually in the Dominican Republic right, um, like, up through March the 6th or 7th. We were supposed to leave there, actually about the 11th, and we changed our plans and came back a couple days early. And fortunately, we got out of Dominican Republic before everything shut down. And they even had some cases in one of the uh, more southern cities. But we knew the Lord had us there for that time, and we were able to be there. And then when things started opening up again, we had a chance to go to Spain and again to minister to several of the uh, missionary families there. And then in the middle, we went to Ukraine for teaching another opportunity in that seminary. And of course, that was just three months before the Russian uh, invasion of Ukraine. But we saw God's hand there, allowing us to train these men and then uh, also to be able to help others. Uh, then this last year, what I was saying, uh, invitations were just continuing to increase. Uh, we went to Zambia and trained in a seminary there. Uh, shortly thereafter, I went alone but went down to Brazil to teach. And uh, the Lord gives good sleep when you really need it. And I left on a Thursday night. We slept, I slept on the plane, taught on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and then was able to come back Monday night and slept on the way back. And Tuesday was back at church, you know, how those things go. But I just thank the Lord for how he sustained and helped us there. And then this past summer, we were in Australia, um, um, teaching there in some seminars. And, and, and that was kind of the last of our mission trips before I started bringing up um, what, we would, what we would be doing. So I mentioned that to our pastors, as I mentioned there, and have had really good support uh, for us to go from here. So you saw that kind of quick uh, uh, overview. We don't know for sure if that'll happen every, uh, you know, there won't always be the same schedule. But I'd love to leave you with this uh, prayer request specifically, is when we were in Australia, uh, the one gentleman that was kind of a known gentleman uh, said there are 140 churches, kind of a gospel preaching church, and um, only 40 of them have pastors. So the other 100 have, okay, lay, layman one and layman two and layman three, you preach this week and next week and next week. And so one of the thoughts was to do some pastoral training there, kind of go into one city once a year and then let them all know it's going to happen and then the next year to another one. And the other big one is Norway is just being opened up into this counseling training. And I would love to be, I've kind of been asked to be the coordinator of that. And some of that would be my own teaching. Sometimes it would be just making sure someone is teaching. But those would be two things if you'd pray that the Lord would open that door and specifically help us in that regard. Oh, and then one more slide I'd like to leave you. This is just our name. Uh, Wordsfitlyspoken.info is our website. That's on our prayer card. And then, of course, my email is there at Hampton Park. I'd like to direct your attention, just as we close, to Psalm 67. And I'd like us to consider that, all of us, in that specific area. It starts out reading, may God be gracious to us. And that us is every one of us in this building. And make his face to shine upon us. That's every one of us in this building. I appreciate the privilege of being considered as a missionary, but this is not about me. It is about God's name being made famous. 
He continues on in verse 2. He says, that your way, meaning that God's way, may be known on the earth, and that his saving power is known among all the nations. And as I just said, my nation that I might be in in January is India. But your nation is Utah. And this country, this city, this little small area needs Jesus just like those in Israel or just like those in India. That your way may, and your saving power among all the nations. Everyone here needs his saving power. Verse 3 goes on and says, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. And so let's covenant together that we are going to praise our God for all that he does. What he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. Let's let all the peoples praise you. Then, of course, he uses the same word again, the psalmist does. Let the nations be glad and sing for you. We can trust in our God because it says there's, you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. COVID didn't take God by surprise. It took us by surprise. And some of the frustrating rules and regulations that might have come could have been frustrating to you. But it didn't take him by surprise. God has a plan. He's going to guide the nations. And then he responds again in verse 5, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. So let's do all that we can in our power to praise him, to do and live in such a way that he receives the praise. Let's not do anything that would harm him receiving praise. Well, I know so-and-so, and that's the reason I'm not. Let's not any one of us be one of those. And finally, verse 6, he says, the earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. What a covenant. I really appreciated how Chris was sharing different people and different names and different ones of you who've gone through struggles and trials and pastor and all this, and yet we're, we're look at this, we're glorifying God together. Because God says, verse 7, God shall bless us, let all the ends of the earth fear him. It's not so much he blesses us with lots of things. He blesses us with his name and with our eternity is secure. And that's all we need. And what a joy that is. And then I, uh, I don't have my reference with me right now, but I think it's Mark 16, 15 or so that God says, you know, when he's, when he's ascending into heaven, and he specifically says, go and tell the nations. That's what the disciples' job was way back then in 33 AD. And right now in 2023, that is our job. Because of us telling the nations, then God shall bless us, let all the ends of the earth fear him. So I trust this will be a great challenge and encouragement and then after I close here in prayer, uh, Susie and I will go back in the foyer area, if that's okay, and I'll have some prayer cards. If you'd like one, great. If you want to talk to us, great. If you need to get to that lunch, that's great too. <laughs> I totally understand all of that. I'll pray. Father, thank you for how you've blessed us, not as in John and Susie, but this entire group of people that are here today, you have blessed us ways beyond our worth, totally. And I pray, though, that we would continue to live lives that would bring glory to you and good to others. And we'll thank you and praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.